The Los Angeles Kings get a dramatic shootout victory against the Calgary Flames at the Saddle Dome, and what has changed since Alex Ayafalo scored his last goal? You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everyone, welcome to this very special, totally normal episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is JD Hernandez, host of this show now and forever. As always, I'm very excited to be here talking with you all about your favorite hockey team and mine, the Los Angeles Kings. If you're a longtime listener, don't touch that dial. Everything is normal. Everything is fine. Everything is totally fine. This podcast is available on all platforms, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. So, the Kings did a thing? They won a shootout in Calgary against a top-tier goaltender? Yes, you heard that right. After dropping the first game of an Alberta back-to-back against the Oilers on Wednesday, the Kings came back in dramatic fashion to extinguish the Calgary Flames 3-2, And going back to that game against Edmonton, of course it would be Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid to score shootout goals because, of course, Dreisaitl and McDavid would do that. I mean, they're the two best goal scorers in the entire National Hockey League, and they're still third place. They're still behind the Los Angeles Kings. That's great to see, especially if you're a longtime Kings fan that says, oh, the Oilers, we can beat the Oilers. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. The Kings are still up on the Oilers, and with last night's victory, they are still three points up on Edmonton. So that's good, right? I mean, there is so much to unpack from this game. So let's start with the fact that we still have a top line of Alex Iafalo, Andrzej Kopitar, and Adrian Kempe. Now, I did notice that some people wanted to either sit Iafalo or switch him with Gabriel Velarde. Well, for those of you that wanted to sit him down, did you get what you wished for? Did you? Did you? Just one minute into the second period, Alex Ayafalo finally got out of the doghouse and scored his 15th goal of the season to make it 1-0. But what really stood out was the look of relief on Alex's face, as that was his first goal in 23 games. You heard that right. He hadn't scored a goal in two months. Before last night at the Saddle Dome, his last goal was on January 30th at Pittsburgh. Okay, so what has changed in two months, hmm? Well, for starters, gas prices were hovering around $4 a gallon. Uh, those were the days. Remember when most LA stations were saying, oh, gas is $4, it's going to hover around 4 dollars 5 That's really high. Now look... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what else has changed in two months? Well, the Kings went on that nice little winning streak post-All-Star game, and they've catapulted to the second spot in the Pacific Division. Hmm, who was it that had the second seed right around the All-Star break? Oh, right. That would be the Anaheim Ducks. What's happened to the Ducks since Alex Iofalo scored his last goal? Well, for starters, they've plunged all the way from second to second to last in the Pacific Division. They've lost 11 games in a row. And you could definitely hear more about what's happened to the Ducks on the other podcasts in SoCal. 
Uh, my colleague Sarah Avampato, host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, she breaks down all the stats post All Star Game on today's episode. So make sure you tune in and listen to Locked on Anaheim Ducks on today's April first episode. So a lot has changed. The Kings have had a good streak. They've had a very good run at it over the past couple of months. And this despite the fact that Alex Iofalo hadn't scored a goal in 23 games. So I loved seeing the look on his face after he scored that goal. In fact, since that game, since January 30th, Alex Iofalo only had three points. Three points in 23 games. So while I understand why fans would want to sit him down or put him down on the third or fourth line, having him score that goal meant a lot to his psyche. And you could tell that it just meant a lot to him to get that goal. That's something that you really love to see out of Alex Iofalo. So congrats on that. Also on last night's game, we finally saw a goal from Victor Arvidsson, who is now back from the injury list, by the way. And we'll talk about injuries in a short bit. And I got to hand it to the Kings for coming back strong despite a power play goal from Johnny B. Good, Johnny Gaudreau, and former Duck Eric Goodbranson. Remember when Eric Goodbranson played here in SoCal? Well, he scored the game at the time, the game-winning goal from out along the point, so that made it 2-1. to one. At the time, I thought Milan Lucic scored that goal because he was right in front of Cal Peterson, but it was Goodbranson that got the goal. And then Victor Arvidsson, recently coming off of the injured list, he scored his 19th. Victor Arvidsson has been a pleasant surprise for the Kings this season. He could have 20 goals this season, and I think the Kings would be thrilled with Arvidsson scoring 20 goals this season. That tied things up at two. So then we went to overtime, which was a it was a fun overtime to watch. There was some back and forth. There was some very good shot attempts. I like seeing Adrian Kempe just skate his way out there. The one minus on that was that the Kings somehow did not score on the power play. The Kings had a four on three for two minutes. This was after an Elias Lindholm holding call against Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore. That that four on three, the Kings had their shots. I thought Los Angeles was going to score a goal at that point, and I liked seeing the lines out there. I liked seeing Campy out there. I liked seeing Moore out there. I liked seeing I follow was out there for a brief time. Just it was the right personnel. They just could not get anything past Jacob Markstrom. So then overtime ended and we went to a shootout of all things. And who would score on the shootout but none other than Leas Anderson? Yes, you heard that right. Leas Anderson, who had just come off of his own injury. And he recently had a four-game stint with the Ontario Reign. And we, we've seen that move before. For those of you that come down to Ontario, uh, first off, if you come down to Ontario, say hi. Say hi next time. I'm down there all the time. Yeah, Leas Anderson scored six goals in four games, one of them on a move that was slightly similar to what we saw in last night's shootout. So you know he's accustomed to this. Leas Anderson just fooled Jacob Markstrom, went five-hole on him, and that wound up being the only goal in the shootout as Cal Peterson would shut the door on Backlund, Kachuk, and even Johnny Gaudreau. Big victory for the Los Angeles Kings. They won it 3-2 in a shootout. And with that victory, the Kings are now three points up on the Edmonton Oilers. 
So just taking a quick look at the standings before we head to the first break, Calgary is still in first place with 89 points. Then the Kings have 84 points and Edmonton three points back at 81. Also of importance, the Vegas Golden Knights are at 78 points. They are still clinging to any playoff hopes, although they are three points back of Edmonton and they are one point back of the Dallas Stars who won last night in Anaheim. So thanks, Anaheim. Thanks, Anaheim, for keeping Vegas out of the playoffs, I guess. All right, we're going to head to the first break and talk more about this game. But first, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You can customize your favorite dishes with their Hello Custom offerings by swapping out one protein or side for another, upgrading for a more luxurious experience, or even adding protein to a veggie meal. And I recently got some HelloFresh meals, and the meals that I got were pork burrito bowls, Italian chicken and pepper sandwiches, and Southwest beef cavatappi, which all sound amazing, by the way, especially the Italian chicken and pepper sandwiches. That sounds just amazing. So that's what I recently picked up from HelloFresh. So if you want to try HelloFresh for yourself, well, first off, congratulations, you guys are awesome. Then head over to HelloFresh, who, by the way, HelloFresh is a proud partner of the Los Angeles Kings and fueling hockey fans everywhere. Go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedKings16 and use code LockedKings16 for up to 16 free meals. Once again, that is HelloFresh.com slash LockedKings16 to get up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Once again, that is HelloFresh. And also, this is brought to you by Built Bar, which is my favorite protein bar. And if you're like me that doesn't want to get up off the couch and doesn't want to go for long five-mile runs like my colleague, the one over there that hosts some other podcast then you could try Built Bar for yourself. They come in 18 terrific flavors. And if you haven't tried the Built Bars, I've got a whole box of them to my side. They're delicious. They have only 130 calories on average, only four grams of sugar, and contain 17 grams of delicious protein. Also, they have these amazing little things called Built Puffs, which are just decadent. My favorite flavor is the Churro Puff. So if you want to try Built Bar for yourself, then head over to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Once again, that is Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, so we got a little bit more to unpack about this game. The fact that the Kings even won this against Calgary in front of that raucous crowd, and can we talk about that crowd for a second? They were completely nuts at the Saddle Dome. The fact that you had that many packed in to what was essentially a playoff-type atmosphere because the fans realize that the Kings are breathing right behind them. I know the Calgary Flames have a lot of breathing room. In fact, they, they are still five points up in the standings. So it does look like Calgary is going to take that number one spot in the Pacific. But the fans realize the Kings are right there. They're second in the division. And I would love nothing more than to see all the Kings fans there just kind of look back and say, hey, we got you guys. We absolutely got you. 
So to see them thrive in that playoff atmosphere, that shows a lot of gusto in the Los Angeles Kings. The fact that they got three points out of Alberta, one against the Edmonton Oilers, and two against the Calgary Flames. And this is a big deal because the Kings could build off of this victory and take that into their next games, which are going to be very tough games for the Kings. They do finish their road trip tomorrow night against the Winnipeg Jets. That's also going to be an important game for both teams. One for the Kings because they still want to keep pace ahead of the Edmonton Oilers. Two, it's important for the Jets because they are trying ever so hard to get into the playoffs. Looking at the standings right now, guess who's right behind Vegas? That's right, the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets are at 76 points. They're only three games back of the Dallas Stars. So Winnipeg is trying to save their playoff lives right now. And if they do win, they could leapfrog Vegas in the standings. As it is, Winnipeg is still a team that's kind of in flux right now. So we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Uh, looking ahead at the Jets game on Saturday, there's a couple players that you obviously have to watch out for. You always have to watch out for Shifley, who has been on a bit of a streak recently, seven points in his last five games. And the Jets, the Jets are an interesting team. They live and die off of their goaltending, which is led by Connor Hellebuck, who right now has 25 wins. He's been tagged with a lot of losses, but they're not all his fault. He's got a goals against of 292. The biggest Achilles heel of the Winnipeg Jets has got to be scoring, but also their defense. They're in the bottom half of goals allowed. They've allowed over three goals a game. The biggest Achilles heel by far is their penalty kill. They're 28th in the league in penalty kill at 74%. So maybe the penalty kill of the Winnipeg Jets can be the helping tool for the Los Angeles Kings, who, by the way, are also 28th. Yeah, the Kings are 28th in the power play, and the Jets are 28th in the penalty kill. So something's got to give here. I would hope that the power play thrives and gets at least one goal against the Winnipeg Jets. So that will remain to be seen on that one. So Winnipeg, once again, breathing right down their necks. I did talk about the playoff atmosphere. I want to talk about Victor Arvidsson, who's been terrific ever since coming back from injury. And that's something that you really love to see. Victor Arvidsson has been trying so hard to get back into the lineup and get himself acclimated back to the lineup. And Victor Arvidsson back on that left wing which means Martin Furk is now back down with the Ontario Reign. And by the way, a little side note, Martin Furk had missed the last couple of games due to injury. But Martin Furk should be back very soon for the Ontario Reign. But going back to Arvidsson, this was his first goal since coming back from injury. The last time he had scored a goal was March 4th at Columbus when he had that hat trick. Yeah, remember that hat trick against the Blue Jackets? Those were the last goals he had scored almost a month ago. So good to see him back from injury and good to see him score a goal finally back from injury. So that's something that we love to see. And speaking of injuries, just a little bit of an update on the injury report. Something that I do want to mention is that Blake Lazat is not traveling with the Kings. The hope was that Lazat would come back on the game against the Oilers. But he didn't travel with the Kings. So that means that he could be back on Monday. And this is according to Lisa Dillman of The Athletic. Also slated to possibly come back is Dustin Brown, 
who had an upper body injury, he could come back next week as well. So we could have some reinforcements. Also, Andres Athanasiu, he could come back pretty soon. The big name, Drew Doughty. He was added to the injured reserve a while ago, and he is still day-to-day, and this is according to Pierre Lebrun, but some reports are saying that Drew Doughty could come back next week as well, as well as Brendan Lemieux. So Lemieux could come back sooner rather than later. I would expect at least a couple of those guys to be back at some point next week. Maybe one of those guys could come back this coming Monday against these same Calgary Flames. And if you're going out to Crypto.com Arena on Monday, or rather Staples Center, I still call it Staples Center, I would hope that it's a playoff atmosphere on Monday. And I would love to see a big crowd come out for that game because it's going to be an amazing atmosphere, hopefully as amazing as the atmosphere down at the Saddle Dome that we just saw yesterday. All right, we're going to head into the second break. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is where the game starts. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all the latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all leagues this season. And after months of playing, the NCAA basketball tournament is finally down to the final four. And this weekend will determine this year's national champion. Could it be Duke? Could it be North Carolina? Who knows? Who's going to win that game tomorrow? Oh, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've always been the host of this podcast. What are you talking about? And we're going to answer some questions on this final Friday. On Monday, what the plan is right now is to have our Mini Kings Mondays, where we talk about the Ontario rain, among other things. So make sure to tune in on Monday's podcast. So you had some questions, and we will try to answer them as best as possible. And this went out on a tweet last night. So thank you to those of you that responded. Very much appreciated on this totally normal April 1st episode of Locked on LA Kings. So first, got to hear from Eric Oriana. Eric, how's it going? So Eric has this thought. It seems like every week a new player is upping their game and having their moment. Kupari, this road trip has been explosive and noticeable. Yes, I'll start with that. So Rasmus Kupari could have had a point or two in in Wednesday night's game against the Edmonton Oilers. In fact, there was one particular play where I thought, man, there could have been a goal right there and Kupari could have gotten either an apple or a goal. It just didn't happen. What I like seeing is that kid line finally getting the playing time that they frankly deserve. And the kid line last night was Kupari, Byfield, Velarde. They've they've been explosive. And this was pointed out in last night's broadcast on both the Bally Sports West and the Sportsnet broadcasts from the Flames. And they were giving the praises to that kid line, especially Quentin Byfield and Rasmus Kupari. They've both been explosive. Kupari, as a matter of fact, I believe there was maybe three or four shifts where I thought to myself, man, this kid is really exploding out of nowhere. I shouldn't say out of nowhere, because we've seen this down in Ontario. 
and we're seeing this flourish now in Los Angeles. What I like is that they're keeping those three together, and I hope that we get that kid line for years to come because they just need to build that time together, and they've got to build that confidence. And part of that confidence is part of it. It's a big part of why the Kings are doing as well as they are right now, and it starts with those kids as you know, a certain someone would say on locked on ducks, let the kids play. Yes, absolutely. Let those kids play and let them flourish. So he's been explosive. I love it. And the question that Eric asks, how did you celebrate Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore's birthday? First off, I definitely want that Thousand Oaks native Trevor Moore fan club pin. I want that pin so badly. A friend of the program, Christian, who wore that pin and in a game last month. Yeah, I definitely want that pin. So how did I celebrate? Well, I celebrated by cheering a thousand times for the Kings. That's how. At a decibel level of a thousand. That's exactly how you celebrate Trevor Moore's birthday. Oh, and you also celebrate Trevor Moore's birthday by buying a dozen eggs. Number 12, right? So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, this one, first off, I, I love this from at champs papa 1015 if this is how we feel in the regular season start getting my tombstone ready for the playoffs yes absolutely that's exactly how i felt watching last night's game the crowd was so loud you could barely hear the goal horn on both the bally sports and the Sportsnet broadcast the horn is beginning to get drowned out by the loud fans and for the record calgary has one of the best goal horns in the National Hockey League. So for that to get drowned out, that's saying something. Yeah, I'm here for the playoff atmosphere. And I'm especially here for Calgary, Los Angeles, their playoff atmospheres. It's going to be fun. Also love this thought from Tristan in the OC. Petition coach Todd that no one gets to do a shootout until all the Swedes have had a turn. I agree with that. Give me more Adrian Kempe shootouts, even though he didn't exactly score on one yesterday. I still want to see more Adrian Kempe shootouts. I mean, he did try to sling one that just didn't get past Markstrom. But hey, thank goodness for Elias Anderson, right? I mean, absolutely Elias Anderson is one of the super Swedes. So yeah, give me more Anderson. Give me more Kempe. Maybe give me some more Arvidsson too. Even though Arvidsson doesn't typically score in the shootouts. Still, get those three on the shootout first before going to anyone else. So, yeah, I like that thought a lot. So thanks to Tristan for that one. Um, <laughs> Ryan Sykes said it was a milestone one for the season. Yeah, three points over 12 games left. Yep, Ryan, you said it correctly. With 12 games left, each game is going to be important. Bannerman feels alive. And this last one from Morsey, who asks, how are we feeling about Jersey? He's been a welcome surprise, but he, but his defensive play the last month or so has been underwhelming yeah let's go with that i don't know if i want to use the exact word underwhelming maybe the last month or so has been um i i I don't know what's the best word to use for his defensive play the last month or so underwhelming does fit i would underperforming i don't want to use underperforming either because jersey is logging heavy minutes so if anything i would say He's overwhelmed, maybe, but his defensive play has been underwhelming. I don't know if what's the best words to use there because Sean Dursey has been moved around all season 
And that's due in part to all the injuries that have taken place. Like I've said before, you have all these defensemen that are out. You have Matt Roy that is out. You have Drew Doughty that is out. So that's already a couple of key defensemen that are out. And who else is out? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I said Matt Roy. I said Drew Doughty, Mikey Anderson. Sean Walker had been out all season. So that had been a while. So you're missing more than one defenseman. And Jersey has had to move around and adjust his game a little bit throughout the season. But you're absolutely right in that his defensive play has been lacking. He did have that great goal against the Kraken, and that was on last Saturday's game. However, the game on Monday, that was probably one of his worst games as a Los Angeles King. No hyperbole. Actually, no. No hyperbole. That probably was his worst game as a King on both sides of the ice. He was on the ice for nearly every goal allowed against the Seattle Kraken, and that was a game where I thought, oh, that, that does not look good. In fact, looking at hockey stack cards, actually, yeah, they back me up on this. So thanks to hockey stack cards for this, five of his last six games have had a negative score. And the reason for that negative score is because of the defense. But I'll also keep this in mind. He's logged heavier minutes over the last month than he had at the start of the season. In fact, let's look at the beginning of the season. For all of November and all of December, he only logged 20 minutes or more three times, and that was it. The most being against the Capitals, 24 minutes, 12 seconds. And even before the All-Star break, he was still logging about 14 to 16 minutes a game, which was still not bad. All of a sudden, he's catapulted into that top role. The game against the Blackhawks, 27 minutes against the Edmonton Oilers. 26 minutes, 24 seconds. Last night's game against the Calgary Flames, and this is a pretty neat stat, and this is thanks to Russell Morgan, who had this to point out. Sean Dersey in last night's game, he played a whopping 28 minutes and 36 seconds. That is the most by an NHL rookie this season. So he's definitely logging the heavy minutes right now. Whereas the highest time on ice for Drew Doughty was 30 minutes, 39 seconds against the Flyers. So it's almost, almost the most minutes on the team. Almost. And since he's come up way back, he's been great. Just the last few games, he is logging some heavy minutes. Probably not used to those heavy minutes in the NHL level. And it'll be nice to see him bounce back after a few not-so-great games. And if the Kings can get one or two defensemen back in the next week, then I think that'll help out Sean Dersey tremendously. Maybe take some of the pressure off of Dersey, but that remains to be seen. So let's see what happens when guys come back. Maybe Dersey will kind of go back to like playing 22, 23 minutes. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully his defense improves over the last... Ooh, over the last six games, yeah, the, the defense just hasn't been good, but he's also been playing heavy minutes. So that's what's going on there. All right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you all for listening so much. Uh, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thank you for making Locked on Los Angeles Kings your first listen of the day. 
And while you're at it, go ahead and make Locked on Anaheim Ducks your second listen of the day today. Sarah Avampado, who's always been the host of Locked on Ducks, she'll be taking today's episode and talking a little bit about their free fall to second to last place in the standings, as I alluded to today. So Sarah Avampado has you covered on all things Ducks. So go ahead and make Locked on Ducks your second listen of the day. Once again, uh, my email... For those of you that want to email Locked On Kings, you can do so at LockedOnLAKings at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. For Locked On Kings, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day and go Kings go. Oh, and happy April 1st, everybody.